Whoa. Breaking news podcast. I'm not breaking the news. I'm just just reacting to the breaking news. Friday, April 14th was the first day of the Pittsburgh Penguins offseason, and it started with a bang. Pittsburgh Penguins fire general manager Ron Hextall, president of hockey operations Brian Burke, and assistant general manager Chris Pryor. These are the changes that were rumored for so long if the Penguins were to miss. I don't know if this would have happened if the Penguins even snuck in. So in retrospect, this missing the playoffs may have been a blessing. But nonetheless, huge changes. Currently, uh, per the Penguins' own press release, the current managerial duties um, have been given to Director of Hockey Ops, Eric, uh, Alex Schull, Wilkes-Barre Scranton General Manager and Manager of Hockey Ops, Eric Heasley, and Hockey Operations Analyst, Analyst, Jesus Christ, Andy Saucier, I believe is how you pronounce it, and it says that Head Coach Mike Sullivan will also assist during this transition, which makes me believe that his job is safe. I think if he were to have been fired, he probably probably would have happened today. That doesn't mean that if there's another bad season next year, the new GM who wasn't wouldn't have been the guy who you know, had hired uh, had hired Sullivan to begin with, he may move on to a different head coach. But it seems like at least for the start of next season, Sullivan is safe, which I think is the right call. But huge news. It's been what Penguin fans have been calling for all season, specifically in the latter half, the half where... Uh, I was down there and uh, heard it myself for so often, uh, so many times, the fire hextall chance. But it's been, it's, it's happened. It's over. We move forward. Uh, there's already been rumors of Ron Hextall possibly having a job with the Flyers, which is just hysterical after what he's done here. Um, I believe Brian Burke is going back to Sportsnet in Canada, and he's going to resume his TV role. He seemed to have enjoyed that before he got pulled into the search committee to find the next Penguins GM uh, when Rutherford stepped down and then he basically got assigned the president of Hockey Up's position. He was very good on TV from what I remember. Uh, I obviously don't get uh, sport Rogers Sportsnet down here in Pittsburgh, so but I've seen clips of him. He seems like it's a good role for him and uh, he fits in well up there. So he's moved on. It seems like Hextall probably is going back to Philly, which, like I said, hilarious. I don't know where Chris Pryor's going, but after the news and things I've heard over the past few days about him, good. I'm happy that he's gone because he, from what I heard, was leading the charge on the JT Miller trade. He was the guy that was willing to pu- was pushing Ron to part with two first-round picks and Jason Zucker and possibly more in order to bring in JT Miller at the deadline. And what came out today, uh, I saw Josh Yoey of The Athletic tweet out, was he was the one who pushed Hextall to acquire Marcus Grant. I'm uh, sorry, Mikhail. I'm never going to get that right. Mikhail Granlund, which, as we all know, has been been a disaster, and it doesn't look good for the next few years at $5 million. I think it's two more years now that the season's over. I'm going to have a, do a full-length, like basically obituary episode of the Penguin season on Monday. I'm going to have a few guests on. 
Um, looking to get Brian Metzer of the Penguins Radio Network on as well, as, as well as a, a few friends who follow closely and, uh, you know, do various content creation for the, uh, you know, about the Penguins, for the Penguins, whatever. So I want to get as many people on as Monday as, as possible so we can delve into every nook and cranny of this the season and also, obviously, this this news. But I just wanted to do a quick, just instant reaction Everybody uh, unanimously on Penguins, uh, you know, Twitter, the fans, they all seem united that this was, yes, the right decision that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Penguin fans have been calling for this, like I said, for a while now. And finally, we can move on without Ron Hextall pulling us down. Uh, I don't know about Brian Burke. I... I'm conflicted on that because I thought he was a good figurehead, but if he approved a lot of the moves or non-moves that went down, I president is such a weird term because it all it it varies the description from team to team, so you don't really know what a president does um, in terms of a professional sports team. Uh, general manager is pretty understood that they're the ones that have. You know, player personnel, as well as many behind-the-scenes duties as well, but player personnel is the big one. Um, so it was easy to point the finger at Hextall, but we don't know exactly to the extent that Brian Burke was involved with the mismanagement more than the management of this Penguins team that misses their first playoffs since uh, 2005-06 or whenever. First in 17 years. Um. Uh, Fenway Sports Group is obviously the ones that announced this as they are the ownership. They're the only ones that were above uh, Burke, Hex, Burke and Hextall other than, I believe, Kevin Acklin, uh, but I don't think he, had the, he has the power to do that. He's on the business side of things. Uh, the hockey ops decisions, once there's no GM or uh, president of hockey ops, the only per- people that can supersede them are ownership. And John Henry and Tom Werner of Fenway Sports Group released the following statement. We are grateful to Brian, Ron, and Chris for their contributions to the organization over the past two seasons, but we feel that the team will benefit from new hockey operations leadership. While this season has been disappointing, we believe in our core group of players and the goal of contending for the Stanley Cup has not changed. Good. We learned yesterday or the day before, I don't remember when, I believe it was on the Jeff Merrick show uh, also of Sportsnet, and it was Elliot Friedman that was on there, and he was talking about the Penguins' plan. is It's a project they've been working on, but their plan is going into this offseason to really build up their analytics division, and they're going to become very analytically inclined in their player personnel decisions and whatnot. And that was before we had any confirmation on Burke and Hextall moving on. Those two are not necessarily the type you would expect to be aligned with a full-on analytics investment. So the writing was on the wall there. But that also gives us a hint into where the where the Fenway Sports Group and where, the, I guess, the Penguins are looking for their next general manager. Now, I've heard since, I think, February, whenever all this was really starting to hit the fan and, uh, and people were really getting uh, prepared for the next chapter of Penguins management. And the name I heard was Kyle Dubas. And it's been reported ever since, especially this past week. A lot of uh, people have talked about it. I know uh, Jesse Marshall of The Athletic is one who's been on that train for a while now. And my understanding is that the rumors are like very, there's very valid rumors there. 
it sounds like because Fenway is a very analytically minded organization that they are really into bringing in Kyle Dubas. Uh, he's obviously doesn't have much playoff success, which is a totally valid gripe to have, but he's assembled some of the best teams that we've seen over the past five years. Uh, his team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, for those of you who don't know, have constantly been a playoff team, constantly been a over 100-point regular season team, and are very high-flying, fast-paced offense. He's made changes in his philosophy, whereas he was very much like, you know, run and gun everything. And now like this season at the deadline, they brought in bulk. They brought in Luke Shen. They brought in defensively minded players like Ryan O'Reilly, some vets, some, you know, leaders. So he's evolved. And I think I have a feeling, especially if Toronto loses in round one to the Tampa Bay Lightning, that Kyle Dubas is going to get a big offer from the Fenway Sports Group's Fenway Sports Group to join the Pittsburgh Penguins organization and head up all of hockey ops and have total autonomy to lead the player personnel and hockey ops side of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Where he doesn't have that in Toronto right now, as he has to answer to Brandon Shanahan, the president of the Maple Leafs. So there's some incentive there. And I've seen a lot of Leafs fans specifically on Twitter talking about, do you really think uh, Maple Leaf sports and entertainment can't match whatever Fenway's going to offer? That's true. But there is a level of uh, pride and power that he can get from leaving where he's been, where he's been knocked for ever since he got hired. He's been knocked as, you know, this kid who doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know how to build a team, yada, yada, yada. And he's always had to answer to somebody. He was the AGM to Lou Lamorello. And once Lou left, it was between him and Mark Hunter for the GM job. And all the old school hockey uncles and dads were like, you got to hire Mark. Because he's he's an old school hockey guy that everyone knew, a name that everyone knew. Everyone knows the Hunter family. Dale and Mark run the uh, London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League. Um, but then they, they chose Kyle and ever since then he's been scrutinized, criticized in the biggest hockey market in the world. And he's always had to answer to somebody his entire time. Even as GM, now he has to answer to Shanahan. You come to Pittsburgh, you are the boss. They've fired everybody. If they kept Burke on, I think it would have been a way less enticing job for him to take, but you get all the power. You can bring in the staff you want. You can do whatever you want if you're Kyle Dubas and you get an offer from uh, Fenway to join the Penguins. I think it's an enticing offer. And his entire time in Toronto, he's been bringing up young players and helping them develop. He doesn't have to worry about that. He's coming in with a core of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. And he just has to build around that. That's not a hard job to do. I know Ron Hextall made it look hard. I promise you, it's not that difficult. It's really not. Jim Rutherford made a plethora of bad decisions. He made a lot of good ones too. Granted, I want to give him that. But this team was still competitive for a long time. They won two cups. They won one in 09. Took some years off where they had you know, some some bad luck, if you want to call it that. Had some bad management. Bring in Jimmy. Jimmy wins two cups. Then kind of go into a little bit of a purgatory because of some bad decisions, some bad cap decisions, especially. Rutherford leaves. Ron comes in and all he has to do is build up around 
those guys. Build up the bottom six. Build up the rest of the defensive core. Get some stable goaltending. We found out yesterday after the Columbus game. I haven't even talked about the game that they lost. Game 82, the Penguins lost in overtime to Columbus. Basically um, guaranteeing that Columbus isn't going to have the best odds at Bedard. So they were playing the long game, guys. They're trying to their best to keep Bedard out of the Metro. So good on the Penguins. Uh, and also, they move up a spot in the draft uh, order now. I think they're picking 14th now if they don't win a lottery, which they have a 2% chance of, so they probably won't. Um, so 14th is good, especially in this draft. It's a deep draft. They're going to get a good player if they hold on to that pick, which I assume they will. I'm not sure. It all depends on who they hire. Anyways, Kyle Dubas, come in, build up around those guys, and you can make a top five team in the league. You really can. Analytics drives player personnel decisions everywhere in the league right now. And it was only a matter of time until Fenway Sports Group realized that these guys that were in management were not the way of the future. But guys like Kyle Dubas are. Another name that's been rattled around, Eric Tolsky, another analytics guy. I believe he started in LA. Maybe. I'm not sure. And I know he's been, been around a few times, but he's in Carolina right now. And I believe he's the assistant general manager there. And he's also a very analytically inclined uh, manager. And they've built quite a team down there in Carolina and also on a limited budget as uh, Carolina's always kind of just been like, you know, trying to nudge their guys as low as possible, including Rob Brindamore, the coaching staff. But Eric Tolsky has been up for many manager jobs and he hasn't gotten any yet. I believe whenever they're looking for uh when they hired Hextall, I believe he may have been uh, interviewed. I don't remember though, but like, like I said, this was before Fenway was in and they had their, you know, views and values. So I think if Fenway was in during that transition, maybe he would have got more of a chance, but now he had, I think he has a really good shot, but again, he's with Carolina. So you can't really do anything about that until Carolina gets eliminated. They're facing the New York Islanders, I believe, in the first round. Um, let me double check that. I don't want to sound wrong. Bruins. No, no, not Bruins. Hurricanes, Islanders. You think the Hurricane. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. NHL announces game one between Canes and Islanders will take place Monday, April 17th. Okay, so it's. Yep. Hurricanes, Islanders. So if for some reason the top seeded in the Metro uh, Hurricanes lose out to the Islanders in the round in the first round, and if and Toronto is still in it, maybe they shift their you know mindset to Tolski in Carolina instead of Dubas. But I think those two are going to be the leading candidates. One name I want to throw out there, I think I saw Jesse Marshall um, also mention him, but it's a name that I've been thinking about. I thought about a lot even during the. Um, Hextall hiring was Sam Ventura, who, speaking of analytics, is a data master. He is currently the director of analytics with the Buffalo Sabres. He was with the Penguins organization for a long time and in a smaller analytics capacity. Uh, I believe one day he will have an NHL GM job. He went to Carnegie Mellon University, so he is, you know, a Pittsburgh bred, uh, you know, product. I think. I think if Toronto and Carolina keep going in the playoffs, if they win their rounds, maybe you look that way. You have to at least consider it. 
He's familiar with the organization, local guy who's a genius and aligns perfectly with what you're trying to do. And Buffalo's out of it. They're not going to make the playoffs. So you can talk to him as soon as you want. You can get him in, offer him, you know, even if it's not in a GM capacity, I wouldn't hate having him as an assistant GM, something like that. But that's where we're at. Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, Chris Pryor out. Not sure who in. Right now, it's a lot of lower level hockey ops guys that are uh, running the show in the meantime. And I think it's interesting that, the, like I said earlier, that the press release mentioned that head coach Mike Sullivan is assisting in this transition. Um, for those of you who are Mike Sullivan believers, which I am, I, I do like that. But uh, I think the first order of business for the new general manager should be releasing everyone other than Mike Sullivan on the coaching staff because the power play with Todd Reardon got to go. Uh, I, I I don't like a lot of what that team does, but they've proven that they can win under Mike Sullivan. I think he's the right guy for the job, but I, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of like mishaps, coaching mishaps that happened this year, uh, specifically on the power play. And when you have the level of talent and the top end talent that the Penguins have, no reason you shouldn't have a top five, eight power play in the league. Excuse me. Um, but I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to, like I said, I have a lot more I want to talk about on Monday. I'm going to have some people on. We're going to discuss everything about the season, where things went wrong, decisions that should have been made, decisions that shouldn't have been made. I want to talk. I want to get opinions from everybody. So if you have anything that you want to ask or talk about, send it in on my Twitter at uh, pens underscore cast or my personal at Lucas Wester. Please, I, w- I want opinions from everybody. I want to hear about. Uh, I just want to get everyone's opinion on where things went wrong because this shouldn't have happened. They should have been in the playoffs, but I think they got rid of the guys, specifically a single guy. That was the biggest reason that they didn't make the playoffs. So like I said, changes were coming. They're here. I think more are going to come, but rest assured that the bad guy's gone. He can't hurt you no more. Penguin fans. He can't. I'm going to leave that there. Thank you for listening. Like I said, at pens underscore cast on Twitter and Instagram at Lucas Wester on Instagram and Twitter. Um, just a quick breaking news episode, Ron Hextall, Chris Pryor, Brian Burke out and the future on the way for the penguins. 